0: Hello my friends, this is Dan Jones with another Quiet Talk to share with you today. I went to Phoenix last week. Between leaving Monday and coming home Friday, I was in four different airports. I like to watch people in airports and sometimes this makes me think of that song. Back in the 60s, by the doors, people are strange. Now, most people are pretty normal, but now and then you see somebody that's really different, strange. Years ago, I heard a wise counselor say that what people look like on the outside usually reflects what they think of themselves on the inside. I tend to agree with him. So my question for you today is, what do you think about yourself on the inside? Not in a superficial way, but deep down. Another way of asking this would be, Do you love yourself? Jesus told us that the most important thing we can do is to love God. He called that the greatest commandment, but then he gave us the second greatest, that is to love your neighbor. But he said we're to love our neighbor in a special way. Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus assumes that we will love ourselves. The truth is you can't really obey the commandment to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. What what does it mean to love yourself in this way? We've all known people who obviously love themselves a lot, but their love of self has nothing to do with what Jesus talked about. Their love for self is more worship than love. They don't love God or their neighbor, just themselves. We call people like this narcissistic. This word comes from a very handsome Greek guy named Narcissus who was out hunting one day and for the first time he saw his own reflection in water. He fell in love and never got over it. Well, that's definitely not what Jesus was talking about. Narcissism is a personality disorder. Jesus doesn't want you to be disordered, but perfectly ordered. I think we can understand this when we understand what Jesus meant when he used the word love. He told his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. That is, they were to love each other in the same way that Jesus loved them. How did he love them? He gave his life for them. He put them first and wanted the best for them, even if it cost him everything. Very few people today understand love like that. For too many, love is a feeling. A certain person attracts me. They give me a good feeling. So this kind of love is about me, what makes me feel good. That is selfishness, not genuine love. Human love for a child comes closer to what I'm talking about. Parents sacrifice for their children. A mother is willing to be sorely inconvenienced for that baby she brings forth into the world. I think the most succinct expression of this love in the Bible is John 3.16. God so loved that he gave up his one and only son. God made the greatest sacrifice ever in the universe, the greatest sacrifice that could be made because of his love for a world of rebellious sinners. Now, how do we apply this to loving ourselves? First of all, to love someone as Christ loves, we must see them as one for whom he died. He gave up his life for every person you will meet today, no matter what they look like, no matter how they act. God loved them so much that he gave up his son to die a horrible death for them so that they might be saved. And this applies to you as well. It occurred to me as I thought about this topic that I have no right not to love myself if God loves me this way. Who am I to say that God's love is misplaced in any instance? So you must see yourself as one whom God loves supremely. Now, except for seriously mentally ill people, we all take care of ourselves to one degree or another. We try to stay alive. We take medicine when we're sick. But still, there are many people who don't have a good relationship with themselves. Let's talk about some causes. Maybe you've done something awful in your life. Maybe you deeply hurt somebody. I have good news. You don't have to carry this guilt anymore. Jesus made a way for you to be free. The answer is not to justify yourself or to make excuses. The answer is to confess your sins. John said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And from James 5.16, what I call the most disobeyed verse in the New Testament. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. A prayer of a righteous person when it is brought about can accomplish much. If you have hurt someone else, confess your sin to them and ask them to forgive you. Don't accuse, don't excuse, just confess. This is not easy but it will produce wonderful results. And if it's called for, make restitution. We could talk more about that, but we need to move on to another important aspect of loving yourself. Many people don't love themselves because of certain unchangeable features. These can be outward appearance, and that may be the most common thing. Or it could be about talents or aptitudes that one doesn't possess but wishes he did. It could be Also, parentage. I know people who don't know who their father is. All of these are unchangeables. You don't get to choose who your parents are. You don't get to choose your height, what your face looks like, uh, how good you will be at basketball or algebra or a hundred other things. That doesn't mean you can't work at things and improve, but no matter how much I practice the piano, I will never be a Rubinstein. No matter how much I practice hitting a baseball, I will never be a Mickey Mantle. How do we overcome self-rejection when it comes to these unchangeables? You overcome by accepting that you were specially designed by God for a special purpose that no one else can fulfill. In Psalm 139, we read these words, For you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you, because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful, and I know it well. My body was not hidden from you, while I was being made in secret and woven in the depths of the earth." Your eyes beheld my limbs, yet unfinished in the womb. All of them were written in your book. They were fashioned day by day, when as yet there was none of them. Here's the key. There is no universal outward ideal. Contrary to the magazines who publish pictures of the most beautiful woman or the handsomest man, God doesn't have one. But there is a universal inward ideal, the character of Jesus Christ. And by God's grace, all of us have the potential of becoming like Jesus. Paul spoke of a wonderful mystery, as he called it, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All can become like the glorious image of Jesus. And that's what we should desire, not some unreal outward ideal. Remember that God is not finished making you yet. You are a work in progress. Do you love yourself? You should in the way that God loves you. He made you in love. He designed you, and he is continuing that work. My friend, do not let other people dictate how you think of yourself. Don't try to live up to their ideals, but stay focused on God's ideal, the likeness of Jesus. And his likeness is not about looks or talent, but about that beautiful character that he demonstrated during his time here on earth. We love ourselves because God made us and loves us and has a beautiful purpose for our lives, to bring glory to his Son Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for all of my listeners today, Lord God, if there is some area of conflict, Lord, in their their relationship to themselves, that that will be healed, that they will accept what God is doing in their lives. Know that he has got not finished with them yet, Lord Jesus. Lord, bless each one listening today in Christ's name. Amen. Dear friends, please pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church, where we meet Sundays at 10 o'clock in Schenectady, New York, at 1809 Union Street. That's the American Legion Hall. If you're in the area you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you Sunday at 10 a.m. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones@outlook.com. at outlook.com. God bless you.